welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today in this Financial Institutions podcast. This podcast is part of our Lender series where we tap into the breadth of knowledge and services across various departments and practice areas that Barry had done, really just to have a conversation with individuals that specialize in certain areas across the firm and really bring those to bear for current and emerging topics that may affect lending. And my name is Susan Weber. I'm a 26-year banker with a focus on credit and credit risk. And co-hosting with me today is Barry Dunn's financial services practice leader, Principal Rob Smalley. Hi, Rob. Hi, happy to be here. Happy to be co-hosting, particularly for uh, this guest, Ryan Goff, principal in our non-for-profit practice, expert in everything non-for-profit. Um, for those familiar with the Gallup uh, employee engagement poll, he is my best friend at work. So I'm, I'm, ex- I'm just excited to have him. Nearly two decades within the firm, just absolute expert when we're, you know, we're talking about nonprofit area. And uh, Ryan, what have I missed? Yeah, no, two decades, pretty close. Uh, coming up on 19 years, been with uh, Barry Dunn, primarily focused in the not-for-profit practice group, uh, focusing on affordable housing, mental health agencies, developmental disability organizations, um, colleges, universities, pretty much if it's a nonprofit, I've worked on it and love it. It's very mission focused organizations and uh, very much take pride in those clients and, and, and their mission driven focus. So you, you talked about a number of different types of organizations, you know, the nonprofit space itself is an area that can be tricky because there's there's just more traditional ways of sort of seeing and understanding financial statements like in the commercial realm but you know these can be a lot a lot different than that can you do you have any thoughts mm-hmm. on you know particularly focus on sort of the lenders you know thinking about those you know our podcast is mainly aimed at those but but um you know what what's different what should they pay attention to yeah there's a lot of things with not for profit financial statements that can be uh, different confusing especially if you're not used to actually uh, seeing a set of not-for-profit financial statements, uh, there are different, you know, uh, requirements under U.S. generally accepted accounting principles and how not-for-profit profits report versus for-profit organizations. And, and I, even I mentioned the financial uh, institutions. Um, and so, it, you know, there can be challenges with certain things like donor restrictions and other uh, other funding sources that could have impact on how operations are reported how they could impact their uh, general observations, what's available to be used, which can also impact how uh, banking institutions could be considered with debt covenants and whether or not those organizations can meet those covenants. And so it's really important to have that basic understanding and that knowledge of uh, how to read a set of financial statements, not-for-profit set of financial statements, understanding the nuances between for-profit and not-for-profit so that you know, lending institutions and, and other organizations, other individuals, users of those financial statements can actually understand how it could potentially impact certain things like debt service coverage ratios or other covenants. So you mentioned, Ryan, just a quick follow up. You mentioned um, donor restrictions as one example. It kind of comes to mind. You know, I think about mm-hmm. the mix of, of income sources that um, not for profits typically have. Maybe give us a quick example. You know, how, how might that donor restriction uh, play out from a lender perspective? So, you know, if a donor 
were to uh, provide a substantial donation or just a donation in general that is restricted to a particular purpose um, related to the to a program of an organization, you know, I think an easy example would be uh, with a higher education institution with a certain particular restriction on a scholarship donation, uh, okay. what type of student the scholarship can actually go to. And so generally what will happen is those dollars will come in in one particular year, but until you have that qualifying expenditure, that qualifying individual where you can release it and use it to cover the expense itself can impact how you would recognize or see um, the, how that donation is going to impact the operations of the organization. So must be kind of tricky when it comes to really quantifying cash flow. It can be. Uh, it absolutely can be. And there's a lot of, uh, again, with that uh, nuance type thing, there's a lot of mis uh, misunderstanding, if you will, when it comes to when something should be restricted versus when a restriction is no longer. You know, we've had uh, in the not-for-profit practice group and in particularly with some of my clients have had some uh, interesting interesting conversations about how certain things should be uh, reported once those restrictions have been lifted because in a lot of cases organizations will still want to use some of those dollars for future budgeting purposes mm -hmm. but from a donor perspective the restriction no longer exists so can these dollars mm -hmm. be reported in a in another manner um, and the answer generally is yes uh, as long as you're following the guidelines and uh, staying within the the requirements of U.S. generally accepted accounting principles, and so we've I've had a number of recommendations, conversations with clients about how to do things a little differently, and uh, so far they've they've panned out and um, working in the manner in which the client uh, was looking to to achieve. That's really great, and I'm thinking now about maybe some of those other ways in which um, these uh, conversations are even more convoluted or, or confusing today. And I'm thinking COVID, right? I can't not think COVID. Um, and I feel like we're in that coming out time now, right? We're, we're coming out of the COVID era. So if we're thinking about that and non-for-profits, are you seeing anything there that we ought to be aware of in the lending space? Yeah, and you know, it's going to be a case-by-case um, -case basis, you know, because certain organizations um, are reporting things in ways that maybe others are not. Mm -hmm. Now, in a lot of cases, uh, there will be additional disclosure in the notes to identify some of this funding. But yeah, Susan, you're absolutely right. You know, we're, we're pulling out of a pandemic time kind of moving into more of an endemic situation and uh, a lot of the funding that the feds the states have mm -hmm. provided to organizations to help keep them afloat to retain to recruit employees because resources like employees are are really scarce right now and and mm -hmm. you got to pay them and and got to protect them too and so what we've been seeing is a lot of organizations who have been receiving a lot of COVID-related funding uh, may have reported it in a manner that is included just with their grants revenue mm. line or contributions and, and doesn't really specifically pull it out and report it separately mm -hmm. to allow for organizations, banks, other users of the financial statements and understanding of how this COVID funding has really impacted their operations. and and. You know, we've been having, I know I've been having conversations with boards and other clients uh, about 
you know, how do you pivot or what the plan is about when this money dries up because it's drying up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so have you looked forward forecasting, which we have helped with our clients on forecasting, uh, operational, uh, how how this is going to impact their organization once this uh, revenue stream dries up to make sure that they're making the necessary adjustments so that moving forward, you know, you're not holding a, a massive amount of expenses that you've incurred because of the COVID funding that you've received and haven't had a chance to understand how it's going to impact you moving forward. So, you know, we've worked with our clients talking about how that it, how that looks, um, helping them with forecasting models and, and other things like that. Um, and I think the response has been great, keeping in mind that, um, you know, there is going to be some some hard times coming forward. I think there's a lot of organizations that haven't had the ability to understand the impact and mm. and making sure that you know they have the necessary resources uh, to to help with that. And and that's where I think sometimes um, very done can can help out. Yeah, uh, you know, thinking about Ryan, the thing that we the way that we started this conversation, the, you know, these organizations. They have great, great missions. A lot of them can be great credits for Absolutely. for uh, community banking uh, for the community banking folks. You know what? What have we done? What can we do to sort of to sort of help the lending community? Um, you know, to be able to lend to these folks confidently. So one thing that we've uh, done in the past, you know, and, and I mentioned the forecasting models helping out at least the not for profit institutions and uh but from a education standpoint understanding you know how to read a set of finance how to read a set of uh not-for-profit financial statements what you should be looking for helping uh you know with board education you know we've we've done i can't even tell you countless number of presentations to lending institutions you know a lot of times bankers are the ones that are sitting on the boards and just you know making sure that everyone is understanding the the financial statements themselves what they mean how covid is going to impact you know the and this is a long this is a conversation that has long since happened but you know with the new lease standard too like how Mm -hmm. The lease standard could be impacting individuals' debt service coverage ratios or other covenants that have been set forth in in the loan documents, and so helping working with those lending institutions, those bankers, to to understand how those impacts or or how those financial statements can be impacted with um, these types of changes. That's uh, so good to hear. I'm. I'm- you know, financial statements are getting more and more complex. The COVID funding is just, you know, added another layer on top of that complexity. And to have folks like you, experts in the field, ready to go, uh, ready to help folks is is amazing. Um, certainly, if we've got lenders out there that that want to, you know, have a little bit of an education, um, particularly at this time where you've got leases in play, and then. You know, ultimately, Cecil for nonprofits is is going to be in play for some of them too, which is a little bit mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, reach out to us, and certainly reach out to Ryan Goff, Susan. Um, any summary comments on today's podcast? 
Well, this was really great. Um, it was actually one of the first times I got to meet Ryan. So this was a wealth of knowledge. I know exactly who to call now when I have a question <laughs> on not-for-profit. So thank you so much, Ryan, for your time. And, and thank you, as always, Rob, for co-hosting with me. We'll provide a link to Ryan's contact information and, and those resources in the podcast description. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. Always interesting to dive deeper into an industry you may be lending into. A quick reminder that today's podcast podcast is part of our lender series where we're focusing on these topics, trends, and industries to help give you the edge and hope you'll join us next time. Until then, happy lending. <laughs>